time in the saddle, Jason Linton, myself, Ryan O'Connor, uh, as we talk things cycling. It's February. Happy February, Jason. Yeah, well done. One month behind us already. What a windy month January was. February is going to be Terrible. also windy. Terrible. It's a good thing I have an e-bike. Anyway, there's a month to go. Cape Town Cycle Tour, fever's in the air. You can tell a lot of people are out cycling. Normally, we would say people would be doing mileage for things like the Absa Cape Epic, but Cape Town Cycle Tour, this is the focus now, four weeks to go. I mean, on the road at the moment, it's incredible on the weekends. Mm. I, I don't think there's another city in the world that has that. There, there must be a thousand people on Chapman's Peak. I mean, there's runners and everything over and above that, but sure. I mean, the roads are just full of cyclists. Do you, and I, I say this because a lot of people like to do the route before the event. They like to get out. You mentioned Chapman's Peak. It's a very popular spot for cyclists to get out. The roads are still very narrow. It's not the widest of, of roads to be traveling on a bicycle, especially if this is your first Cape Town Cycle Tour and you belong to a club or maybe you and a mate want to go and do it. Big warning flags, massive red warning flags. Uh, it's something that you don't want to just hop on a bike and decide. Today, I'm going to go to Chapman's Peak. Look, I think there's certain areas that it is quite safe to go and ride. Uh, the biggest issue at this time of year is you see people riding on the highway, which is illegal. Mm. And they want to simulate the routes and leave from town, but you, you can't get onto that uh, that freeway. You need to go along the main road and then you know join the route when, when they meet. Yeah. Um, also, just all the charity groups, you see lots of big groups riding together. Sometimes it's just riding clubs, but you know a lot of people sign up to do the Cape Town Cycle Tour with a charity group, and the fun for them is is doing the training rides. Yeah. So a lot of new people on the road for for that. Yeah. And, and, and it, when it comes to that, please, the more experienced cyclists to help the newbies, because uh, when you start, you certainly don't realize that there's an, an order when you're out in a big group in the road. You almost think because you're in a big group, it gives you a right of way. You all can almost dominate a lane an entire lane of traffic. And as cyclists, we understand how frustrating motorists get because they don't arrive, uh, uh, you know, come from a distance and go, oh, look, it's a group of cyclists. Let's respect them and almost you know, get push ourselves off the shoulder. They come and they hoot and they want you out of the way. Maybe you need to do a little video clip of all the safety signs when you ride in and the, the ass slaps and <laughs> the, the hand the signals and, and the tuck in, tuck get in, that out get there in, so everybody yeah. knows what, what they're looking at. It's true. If you are new to cycling, there's a whole lot of heads-ups that you give other cyclists. Guys in the front do hand gestures back, and you've got to watch. Uh, they often signal when, when you need to tuck your, your, yourself back in because of things like things in the road. When they point down, left or right side, either side of the road, it means that something's coming up or either side of the road. There's these various hand signals that are that you kind of have got to be uh, be sure you know when you're in a big group because I think a lot of people uh, you know, don't re- regard them, and, and they don't look out for those things. And then, bam, they hit a pavement or they hit a uh, shoulder or whatever the case because it's, they're not watching it's, it's my gauge of fitness for myself if I'm if I'm strong enough to actually take my hand off a bar and do a signal then I know I'm kind of within my limits if I couldn't be bothered then I know maybe I must slow down a little bit Jason when should is the right time for people to make sure that their equipment's okay uh, and I say this with four weeks or five weeks to go because people do tend to leave it to like 10 days before they go oh, well my bike's okay now but maybe I should double check that the tires have enough tread and that I've got enough bombs and I've got enough XYZ and then cycling shops end up with this backlog of bicycles when there's this last second rush and frenzy to make sure bicycles are okay. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, people start tapering in the last two weeks, so they're riding a bit less. Maybe they can afford to be without their bike in that period. We always just try and make sure that people have a few days to actually get back on their bike and test it. You know, there's mm. there's always the need to just double check it. So I like people now this sort of period in these uh, uh, last four weeks, that's when you should start having a look at that. 
But, you know, we always deal with the people who Friday night pull mm. the bike out, Saturday walk into the shop, check it, get it ready, hop on it. They haven't cycled since last year. Yeah. And a lot of people think that uh, that cycling shop mechanics are like um, geniuses, that if it, it ever will happen or is going to happen, it's never the equipment's fault. It's always somebody who's been working on the bike before or et cetera, et cetera. You know, people don't realize that the equipment, is, as well as it's going now, can be faulty too. And you can get, end up having to go back and back and sort things out. So make sure you don't leave it with one week to go in case of faulty equipment that you've got to go back and you've got to make sure that things are, are tightened up and necessarily and fitted properly etc etc. Um, we'll talk a little bit about a program, and e- a program in terms of eating right before the race uh, we will speak to some specialists that we both know that are going to come in um, that will talk about a proper eating plan with especially with four weeks to go uh, about how to taper down, how to get the right kind of carbs in what you should be looking to get etc. And also I'd like to bring Steve Atwell back as well to talk a little bit about uh, the frenzy that is getting for Ironman fit Mm. Um, we were supposed to be Ironman fit this time, uh, you know. Yeah, we kind of forgot year. about that. Yeah. But that's not happening. No. Um, so we'll chat about that also with four weeks to go. We'll bring back in on the podcast Dave Balez, who loves to talk about and remind people of what they should and shouldn't do, uh, and rightly so, approaching Cape Town Cycle Tour. Um, enjoy February. We, we've got a challenge for the month of February, and that's to have a very first kind of a community gathering of e-bike um, uh, riders to go out and ride with us. We're going to meet the giant concept store in Cape Town. Uh, we'll give the date in the next podcast we'll be out there uh, it'll probably be a Wednesday evening we would encourage everyone to come join us there's going to be a little chat about, about setup so if you've just bought one and you're wondering what how to go through those gears we'll have a brief little intro to e-biking and then we're going to go out for a ride we're going to come back and have a beautiful roll it is not going to cost you a cent we'd love you to be a part of our community we know you like listening to the podcasts come and be a part of this e-bike cycling club and uh, it's going to be one that's going to grow it's probably going to be the biggest in the in the country yeah, by the end of the year exciting. it's always great to meet new riders and yeah. to, to show them new tracks and stuff so very excited for that ride uh, on social media at Jason Olympic at Rhino Connor ZA we'll be back with another time in the saddle next week bye bye